Welcome to Current Gen Episode 4. We are here to talk about Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and maybe a little bit of other stuff. So here we go. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, my name is Tim. I'm here with Dan and Derek. What's up, fellas? Hello. I have returned. Uh, nobody's happy about that. Just that. <laughs> like, literally... The crowd is booing right now. I think you're just really upset because Tim clearly doesn't like you because you're more white than me or something. I don't know. Something. It was something like that. Now, you guys have both moved recently. Yes. Uh, Derek is no longer sprawled out on the couch for all to see. Thank at God. least not at the moment. Maybe at some point that'll change. Well, because I'm working from home, I've actually set up my own little... I've got two monitors. Oh, you actually have like a desk to do work on. I've so, uh, yeah. got my PC right now hooked up so I can do the show. And then Dan looks like he's somewhat has a workspace set up, but also boxes behind him. Indeed. A work yeah. in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Progress. Hey, real quick, just curious. How is working from home going from you guys on a scale of zero to ten? Zero being this is the worst ever. I can't get anything done and I hate it. 10 being like, wow, if I could do this, I would love it. Where, where are you guys on the work from home thing? Well, I mean, for me, there's a lot of pluses and minuses. Like, I like the fact that I literally wake up, walk over here, and log in, and I'm at work. Um, instead of having to get ready, drive an hour, I save about an hour and a half of time just in the morning. And then the other thing is, is I uh, run on my lunches. So I don't have to run at night when I'm exhausted. I can just get up at around, I usually take my lunch around 1.30, 2 o'clock, go run, come back, dry off, finish my uh, uh, shift, and then, uh, again, don't have to drive home. So those are the pluses. The minuses is I've got my whole family here, um, and they're, not, they're honestly not too bad. You know, there's someone listener out there who's like, my entire family just died from coronavirus. You selfish, <laughs> selfish son of a gun. Yeah. They're actually not that bad, but uh, I also just don't like working from home. I don't feel like I can focus as well. Do you have to do a lot of meetings normally in your job? And do you have to do them online now? No. I, uh, I work because our, our job, and I, I think I explained this. I think Daniel Freitas was in one of the sections I was talking about this, maybe not in a comment section. But my job is like, um, it's retirement, but it's it's brokerage. So we're selling and trading. And so I have deadlines throughout the day. I don't have time to talk to other people. I don't have time to have meetings. Like they'll schedule meetings and we just won't show up because we're just like, no, our deadline is one o'clock for something that takes six, six, seven hours to do. So we either have to start really early or I have to start the day before working on the next day's work to hit those deadlines. So I'm too busy for, for meetings. That makes sense. Yeah. So scale one to 10, where'd you get, where would you put it? Or zero to 10, where would you put I'm it? I'm going to say five. The pluses are great, but the minuses suck. 
especially since I'm still new. I'm just out of my 90 days. So I'm learning new stuff. And in fact, this past week would have been super crazy because one of the ladies who was training me on what she does was supposed to take this past week off. Like she had already scheduled eight days off to go to Jersey for a wedding. Of course, the wedding got uh, postponed. postponed, but she was still going to take it off. And I'm like not saying it to her because I didn't want to uh, not cause problems, but I didn't want her to not feel confident in me. But I was like, this is too much. Like to have you gone and have nobody there to answer my questions on. You're the only person that knows what you do. Like nobody else knows. And to have to work from home where I don't have all the equipment that I have at work. I was I was freaking out a little bit. I was stressed out. Plus, we were moving. So I was going a little crazy. And then finally, they sent out an email. And they're like, we're asking that nobody take any time off for the next 30 days. And then she she'd already been approved. And she emailed her boss. And she's like, so should I should I cancel my time off? And he's like, you do what you want. But they really don't want you to take off. She's like, OK, I'll cancel it. I'm like. Thank you. That worked out well. That was very generous of her. Yeah, that was kind of rude of your company, but the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really because they weren't directing it towards her. They were saying they didn't want any future requests. Oh, she wow. she could have she was approved, she, and he even said it. He's like, "You're already approved. It's up to you." Yeah. They just don't want anybody doing it going forward. And she's like, "I think I'm just gonna back out." And I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> All right, well, that's worked out well. Dan, what about you? You're off-site working. How's that going? I've never – well, so I've worked um, from home in the past because – so I worked for an insurance uh, company. I won't be too specific because some people hate insurance companies. Fair. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, no, I've worked from home before. I don't like it just because I don't have a comfortable setup for it. Like at work, I have a cube. I have things sort of on my cube wall in case I need to reference to it. I I didn't even grab my notebook when I went to like rush into the office to get my laptop. Like I yeah, to get stuff to stay home. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So and but um, this whole week my wife and I actually took off because we were moving. So I haven't even been working this whole week. Um, gotcha. So starting I mean, this coming week, you'll start to really get a, get a feel for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it, it, it's I've worked from home here and there in the past. Like if it snowed and the building was closed, but um, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just not a fan. I don't find it comfortable. It's yeah. just I don't know. I don't like to associate work and home either. Like I don't like how Derek was just like, oh, I get up and I'm at my desk, and it's like it's convenient, but I just don't like being like, oh, I'm at work, but I'm at home. Like I don't know, I'm old fashioned. So I've discovered that I really enjoy it initially because I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm not stuck to any kind of schedule. I don't have to put on, you know, like business casual clothes. I can just kind of stay relaxed. And my job does involve a lot of meetings. And yeah. I, I'm oftentimes meeting with people who either report up to me or who I report up to or whatever. And so I'm always in meetings. So I usually have to keep some kind of button up shirt up top and keep some sweatpants or shorts and on no down pants. low. <laughs> yeah, no no pants. pants at all. No pants. I got to wear pants. Too many kids are at home. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of positives, but uh, I'm starting now to get tired of it already. Um, yeah, it's not great. It's not yeah. great. Yeah, two weeks of it. I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. I mean, I would, need, that... I would need to have a better home office setup. Yeah, and I need my kids back at school. If those two things were in place, I could probably, I could probably dig it. But yeah, it's not the way it's going. The moral of the story is kids ruin everything. That's really <laughs> what it is, right? That's totally what it is. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get things started this week with the game. Derek, you're in charge this week. We're gonna play some video game twenty questions. <laughs>
right, take it away. You, oh, wait, do you, ha do you have 25. the game? I have the game. Do Do you think... Do we need 25 questions for this? Why don't we try to do 20, and if you don't get it, I don't we'll think some, it'll be that hard. We'll get some we'll uh, bonus questions. All right, we'll get some bonus questions if we need them. Which, by the way, you and Jesse, uh, and thank you, Jesse, for covering last mm -hmm. uh, episode. You guys yeah. did a good job. So good. Yeah, good. yeah, Jesse was great. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, a they better did it. pony. They did it under 20 questions. They, they did great. They yeah. nailed it. It also helped that I picked a game I knew they would like. Sure. Yeah. Well, right. I should not do that for y'all because I do not care about you. Hey, that's a good uh, hint. Is the game Dragon? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a good hint. All right, Dan, want you want to ask first? Okay. Um, was the game released after what is it? January first of two thousand. Yes. Was it released after January first, two thousand ten? No. Okay. So there's our window. Um, uh, is uh, is it a console exclusive game? No. Hmm. Okay. Did this game have a a physical release, a physical version? Yeah. Okay. Um, is the game in third person perspective? Yes. Okay, so it's not a console exclusive. Sometime in the 2000s. Yep. Um, okay, is this game... Does this game involve... Uh, yes. Do you have guns of some kind in this game? No. Third uh, person, no guns. Do you now, hey, let me go back to the third person thing. Because uh, y'all are going to immediately think it's like an Uncharted type game. Well, I'm not going to give you details, but no, it's not third person. It's just not first person. Let what me I assume that. third person is means that you see the character you're controlling. Like yeah. you see the character that you are. I'm just going to say you can see the characters. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No guns. Okay. We're at, uh, that's six questions so far. Okay. Do you, um, hold on. So maybe we can try to narrow down genre. Is it an RPG? No. No guns, not an RPG. Okay, I thought that's. I thought he was going towards that. What was that Chinese Bioware game that he likes? Anyway, <laughs> that's the first one that came to mind. Jade Empire. That's the one. Yeah. Um, okay, so not an RPG, third person. Is it? Um, is it? An, is a 3D game? Do you move around a 3D space? Yes. Okay. Is it open world? No. You're at nine. Okay. Okay, not open world, no guns, moving around a 3D space, not console exclusive. You can see the other characters. Let's see here. I had one in mind, but I think it was after 2010. Okay. Let's see if we can get that genre down, though. You're right. It's not an RPG. Yeah. Should we ask if it's... Uh... I mean, is it kind of a given? Should we ask if it's an action game? Do it. Pull the trigger, Tim. Is this an action game? It has action in it, but it's not an action game. Like, if you were to ask if, if what's the genre, and I was going to tell you, I would not tell you it's action. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Is it a, is it a puzzle game? 
No. Okay. That crosses out my idea. <laughs> okay. What are you thinking, Portal? That's first yeah. person. All, All right. right. Um, well, you didn't ask me if it was first person. Oh, but you did ask if it was third person. You said it is third person. So I assume that means the character that you are con- you are in this game, you're not... It's not a first person view from that perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, no guns involved either. Does this game involve killing enemies? Yeah. Okay, all right. Is it a well? So it's a three D space. Yep. Okay. And it's not open world. Do, so you, think... do you use your fists for uh, as your main ability of, of to fight enemies? Yeah. Okay. So it's Jade Empire. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, question thirteen. Okay. All right. So what games? Are primarily kind of a beat 'em up style in a 3D space from the 2000s. Do you remember that that Square game, The Bouncer? Could it be something like that? That was, ah, uh, well, actually, yeah, that because that was PlayStation 2. So we could try to narrow down developer. Okay. Ask ask where it was developed. So like, if it was in, hmm. you know, uh, North America or Japan or whatever. Is the developer uh, north uh, based out of North America? Yes. Okay. Oh, so not the bouncer then. Okay. A beat 'em up game from North America in the two thousands. Could it have been like Enslaved? Was that by a North American developer? That was um, Ninja Theory. Are they out of UK? I don't know actually. I don't know okay. if that would be a well, he has he has like a baton thing. So oh yeah, he wouldn't have said fists primarily. Okay, so it can't be that one. Uh, okay, um, it's got some action elements to it, but it's not necessarily an action game. It's not open world either. Um, I'm trying to think of what other games is the are primarily punching. Is, is the main character uh, male? <laughs> There's many characters. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. So the wait, pa- pause the actual question counting. Does that is that does that mean he's saying that there's no main character then? He, he kind of in a backwards way uh, kind of confirmed that, right? Hmm. <laughs> Could ask him if uh, it's a creative character. Could be that, although that, that wouldn't really help me think of what game it could be. Um, I mean, did what are we at? Are we at like 15. fifteen or something. Okay, are we? Uh, are we? Uh, was this game um, released on a Microsoft console? Yes. Developed in the U.S., Microsoft. It was, it was on a Microsoft console. It was on Xbox at some point. He did say it was multi-platform, though. He just said it wasn't console exclusive, so yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Trying to think of 3D games where you punch things. I can't think of that many, I'll be honest with you. I can't yeah. think of that many 3D games where you punch stuff. Um, 
also where that wouldn't be a, a pure action game either, right? So, like, for example, if it were, like, a Streets of Rage-style beat-em-up game, that's an action game, right? Like, he, he would have said yes to beat, that. Beat-em-up? I mean, because, like, well, so, like, to me, an action game is, like, Devil May Cry. That's an action game to me. Agreed. So, but yeah. you're using fists in this game. Mm-hmm. Is it, oh, is it a, is it a fighting game? Yes. Like versus? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Peace. Well, there's a decent, um, okay, so, well, so, Amer- North, so, North America, though, so we got Yeah, think- but it was in the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, is this developer still in business, the one who developed this game? Yes, you're at 18 now. So then it could be, Cap- oh, no, Capcom's out of Japan, so it's got to be, who did Mortal Kombat? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Nether Realm. But did what they do it in the 2000, 2000s before 2010? Well, there was, yeah. It, 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 is this game made by Nether Realm? Nether Realm Studios. No. Oh, okay. Um, that was 19. I was gonna say so if it's like Midway or something, they're done. That's why I was asking if they're still in business. Yeah. All right, so, okay. It's, well, it's Midway. I'll tell you it's Midway. But the reason why I said it's still in business is because NetherRealm still makes games. Uh, so I'm obviously giving you away it's Mortal Kombat, but you got to figure out what you want. Ooh. Uh, you're not going to figure it out in one question. It was yeah, Midway, and then they turned into NetherRealm. Yeah. Correct. So the only thing you've got going for you is that it was made by Midway, not by NetherRealms. Yeah, I just gotta figure out when these Mortal Kombat games came out. When did Mortal Kombat get that reboot? Was it with eight? MK eight was kind of the reboot. Yeah, it, w- it was nine. Nine was the reboot. Do you yeah, remember when 10, that was? Ten and eleven were on PS4 and Xbox. Uh, Xbox One. Was nine before 2010? Yes. Well, it's gotta be nine then. I agree. Um, what's something unique about nine? Was it the last one on? PS3 and 360 gen? It was the only one, yeah. Well, oh. no, actually, I'm sorry. There was the uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Okay. Technically. Yeah, so we could ask... Ask the rating. Because <laughs> Mortal Kombat versus DC was rated T. Oh, okay. Interesting. It was? Yes. I guess that makes could, sense. You couldn't yeah. do fatalities to DC characters, so... Although that'd be hilarious. That would be. Um, like shoving kryptonite down Superman's throat. That'd be great. Um. All right. Was this? Let's see here. How do I want to ask this? Was I mean, this a was this a numbered entry in the Mortal Kombat franchise? Doesn't have a number, but it's the one of the main ones. They didn't call. They didn't call it Mortal Kombat Nine. It was just called Mortal Kombat. So what? I, I, it wasn't I, called MK Nine. No, but I'm pretty. It's. I'm pretty sure it's this. Just tell. Just ask him if it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for it. We're, we're swinging. Okay. We have till twenty-five. We get twenty-five questions. Oh, all, right. all right, I'll give you this twenty-five. All right. So that, I think we only need like two okay. more. That was all our twentieth right. question. So, I think we only need like two more. All right. So let me ask this question. So spoilers for Mortal Kombat Nine, just so anyone is listening. I mean, it's a, what ten plus year old game. Does Liu Kang die right towards the end of this one? No. 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 Does this include DC characters? No. Are you sure you don't? 
I mean, he. I know he, everything. Trust I, me. Well, I don't know about that one. So it's it's not a numbered entry. But Mortal Kombat Nine didn't have a number in it. Right. Is there any other ones that didn't? I mean, ten was. Ten was PS4. Yeah, that was after 2010. Yeah. Actually, Mortal Kombat Nine is after 2010. So is it MK8? But he said it wasn't a numbered one. Mortal Kombat. There is there... no MK8. Yeah. There, there isn't. No. Armageddon, I think, was the last one. Be well, Mar- uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC. But then before that, I think was Armageddon. Back on okay. Okay. All right. Um, is that the only other one that it could be? Is Armageddon? Well, because that that was PS2. Which actually, yeah, because that wasn't 2000. Oh, okay. <laughs> that meets all the requirements, I think. Could it be that? What's unique about Armageddon? I had all of the characters up until that point. That was like a collection, basically. It was like it was kind of like the um, Smash Brothers Ultimate of Mortal Kombat at that time. Are there any other non-numbered entries in Mortal Kombat that you can think of during that time? Um, I almost said Annihilation, but that was the movie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was the sequel. I'm annihilating you guys with this trivia. I don't know Mortal Kombat. You knew that. I mean, I know Mortal Kombat, but like I was pretty convinced it was nine. But yeah. So then before that, so before that was Mortal Kombat vs. DC. Before that, I I think it was Armageddon was the, the, the last one before that. Okay. There was Deadly Alliance in there somewhere. But I think that was before, that was before Armageddon, I think. Okay. Uh, does this one have, feature all the characters from previous rosters all gathered together? No. And that was question, I think, 23. So it's Did not you... Armageddon. Are you asking? Are you asking? Because uh, I will uh, count no. those twenty. No, I'm. I'm telling Dan it's not Armageddon. Let's oh. ask. Is uh, so is the we game? One more question, then a guess. Okay. Is the, is the game rated mature? Yes. Ah, oh, goddamn it! Because <laughs> right. then I was starting to go in a different angle. I was thinking maybe injustice then. Now you have now you have to guess. Now we got to take a guess. All right, so you said Deadly Alliance. But the and Deadly it, Alliance, I think, was be, that was before Armageddon. That might be okay though. Couldn't it still fit the bill? I don't remember. My my Mortal Kombat knowledge is a little hazy after Mortal Kombat three. Okay. Up until like I didn't even play Armageddon. I think Mortal Kombat night or Mortal Kombat vs DC was like the first one I had played that was like newer. Like everything in between that, I I had missed. So I can't think of any other Mortal Kombat titles. So we're just gonna have to take a shot with uh, Deadly Alliance and see how it goes. It's a good guess, but Deadly Alliance actually has a V in it for five, so uh, that would have been a numbered entry. The correct answer is the one that came after Deadly Alliance, Mortal Kombat Deception. Ah, uh, see, I forgot. Deception. I forgot that even existed. Now, okay, so that came out on what systems? What was that one for? It came out originally on the PS2 and Xbox, and then the year a year later it came out on GameCube. Gotcha. And then PSP. Way to pick a is, really specific. No one cares. Mortal Kombat. Is that a is that generally <laughs> well received? Is that a, a well liked one? Deception. Well, well liked. Uh, I think it reviewed. 
I'll, I'd have to look to see how it reviewed, but I think it deception or um, not deception. Um, what the one? What was the one you guessed? Oh, Deadly Alliance kind of rebooted it because Mortal Kombat three kind of started the trend of it going downhill. Like yeah, in, I like in, in, those old ones. But. And Mortal Kombat four was hated by a lot of people. Mortal Kombat five was kind of a soft reboot, reboot and then Mortal Kombat six took it to the next level. Gotcha. I actually liked it a lot. It, Metacritic is 81 for... Dude, that actually makes me think, and this is coming from someone who's not even a, a regular, obviously, Mortal Kombat gamer. Like, it's not a, it's just a franchise that I've loved, but it is a very intriguing franchise with a lot of history to it. I'd be interested to actually go through that sometime, talk through the history of Mortal Kombat. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. All right, well, Derek, good pick. You stumped us. Dan, I'm sorry to say we failed. That's all right. We were pretty close. <laughs> we were close. Just, we got we narrowed it down pretty good. I we just ran out of ideas. I yeah. completely forgot. About that. Now that you're saying, I, I can actually picture the cover of that. Uh, Isn't Mortal it Kombat. yellowish? I can kind of picture it like it's on the GameStop it's, shelves. It's, it's got um the dragon, and wow. it's got uh, Shao Kahn, I believe. Guys, I can picture it on GameStop shelves. This is my transition. Uh, that brings okay. us to. The, the first is a very sad headline. Here we go with headlines. All right, the first one's pretty sad. Uh, we just we've been talking GameStop a lot, um, but they just announced they're closing over 300 stores. This isn't a huge surprise. I think this was going to happen in the near future anyway, but um, they're being required to shut things down for this uh pandemic i think has again fast-tracked some of their struggles so Tim, get, but they're they're essential workers though that's what they thought at first and then they saw the backlash they're like just kidding just kidding um you know who is considered essential i didn't realize this are like liquor stores places like that those are considered essential so they're, are they they're still open yeah i forgot this right. um america all right. So, what do you guys think about that? GameStop closing 300 stores. I mean, are we are we in the year that GameStop finally dies, or is it more of like there's a slow burn and they'll they'll hang on for a while? I don't think they, they would have even come close to dying out this year if it wasn't for Corona. I don't think they're still gonna die out. I think the launch of the new systems, as long as Corona clears up, let, let me state that. But I think. Um, uh, with the launch of the new systems, new games, all that stuff, I think they will not thrive, but survive this year. I think it's next year and the year after you could definitely look at a hard close. If they don't sell off, which Tim and I talked about this ahead of time. Like, I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, what am I going to do with my trade-in credit? Because yeah. if they decide, if the owners decide, we got to abandon ship and they sell off or do something to get rid of it so they can make a little bit of bank before it goes under. That's where I could get screwed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, they have 5,500 stores nationwide. So, I mean, they're still had or had. Yes. But his point is <laughs> that losing five to 600 stores in the last, it's a chunk, but it's, it's, there's still a lot. Yeah. You are overly aggressive. Even in my oh, yeah. area where I live, there's one area that had There's too many too close to each other. I'm with you. Three yeah. game stops within, and I'm not exaggerating, one mile of each other. Yeah. One was across the street at Best Buy. One was across the street from each other. One was in a mall. 
yep. then about a mile down the road, there was one on the right. And I, yep, also, I have seen, I have actually stood at the entrance to a GameStop and looked across a very busy road. To be fair, it's hard to turn left on some of these crazy busy roads. You can see the other GameStop across the way. So when I worked for GameStop, I was an assistant manager. There was two in our mall, the one I worked at and the one downstairs. And then down the street, about 10 minutes, there was uh, two more That's in the crazy. same town, in the yeah. same town. I mean, they did it back when then they're like, hey, we don't we can't keep stuff on the shelves. We're making so much money. Like, I yeah. get it. But, man, that was overly aggressive. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think they're going to hang on for a little while. Actually, they'll, they still have a couple more years on them because I think they're going to try a few other experimental stabs at things in the industry because there's still a lot of money to be made in the video game industry. It's just a matter of doing it in a smart way. Have you guys seen the like almost kind of like the streaming stores that they got going on where they have like all these setups with the with the, um, you I've can, like only heard time. about them. Yeah, yeah I, like I videos played. out there. I've seen some some people like doing some news stories on them, and like it's like got all these monitors set up. You use your like rewards card to like buy time, and you can sit down and like play games and stuff like that. Like it looks mm-hmm. cool, but I feel like I don't know. Like I, you're like renting a game, but you're renting it in the store as opposed to the comfort of your own home. Like right, I don't right. Know. And in this day and age, no one wants those germs. Yeah. Well, um. Yeah. Like, I think they'll try a few more things. I think they'll stay afloat for a little while. I think they'll find ways. Um, Derek, I actually do think your credit there is going to be fine, at least through the end of this calendar year for sure. For your yeah. System, but who knows? I'm trying who knows? to reserve through them too, so I hope they don't go under either. All right, we are almost in the month of April, so let me go through the at least the games that I think are worth mentioning, and you guys give me a yay or nay. For, for this game. doesn't mean you're buying it, but it's like, yeah, I'm glad it's coming out, or I might buy it at some point, or whatever. Okay. All right, so here we go. April 2nd, My Friend Pedro coming to PS4. Oh, cool. Nah. It's a really stylish, interesting game, but I didn't I didn't love it, but it is kind of cool. I already own it, so it's an A for that reason. A- April 3rd is Resident Evil 3. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> there's a few other games i don't recognize i'm gonna skip those just because i'm biased i guess uh april 10th is final fantasy 7 remake who wants, Yay. To who wants to play that that's for nerds you can tell that news cycle is slow because it said uh um final fantasy remake is confirmed that it's going to be the length of a full standalone game <laughs> okay <laughs> They have confirmed that, yes. They've confirmed like, it again. Yeah. Great. Um, I don't know if you guys um, do you I'm have a yay it? on that one too, by the way. Do you, either of you have it reserved? I'm guessing you do, right? Yeah, I bought it on PS4. Did you get Did you get the email from Square? I don't know if you get emails from Square. Is this about the physical versions being delayed? Yeah. So they're like they're saying like they're doing their best. They're trying to figure out with like retailers and everything. There's yeah. they can't control like when they get you know so yeah. It's up in the air. But. Yeah, physical versions, especially for folks like Dan, who probably ordered uh, some kind of specialized physical version of this thing. I did. You could be waiting a little bit longer than you anticipate. Um, well, my wife is pretty great. She did say I could uh, buy a second copy digital. I was like, I really appreciate that. I don't want to do it, but if I have to, I mean. <laughs> yeah, if you get to like. Just buy it digital if you believe it's going to be delayed. And then when your physical comes in, you just don't open it. You just keep it as like a collector's piece. I mean, that I could do that. I'm just it's just the spending the money twice for the same. I mean, yeah, especially just buying a house. You're trying. I, I get it. I, I follow you. Um, all right. On the well, let's, let's skip those. Those don't. No one cares about those. You guys ever heard of Someday You'll Return and Space Engineers? 
Okay. I hope um, normalcy will return to. I saw I saw your faces, and I'm going to keep moving. Uh, on the 24th, there's a couple of interesting titles. I think I would just call them interesting. Uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Four. It's nay. a long title. Um, it's a nay for me. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. Mm. That's actually a nay. Oh, okay. Did you play the beta? Nay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, that's a nay. That's a that's a nay for me too, only because it it reeks too much of Evolve, and I'm not that interested. Um, all right, and here's one that I've been playing the demo of we'll talk about later. Trials of Mana coming to Switch, PS4, oh, and PC. Hey, you and I need to have a conversation about that. Do we? <laughs> yeah, we too. Okay. Uh, EA and A for Trials of Mana? A big, big no. Absolutely not. Hey. <laughs> big okay. no. Yeah. On the 28th, we have Gears Tactics. And even though it says here PC and Xbox, I was just reading that they're saying, yeah, it's coming to Xbox, we just don't know when. So I'm a little surprised by that. I'm confused. But anyway, it's at least coming to PC on the 28th. Yay or nay for Gears Tactics? Yay. That's weird. You're saying that it's definitely going to launch on, on PC. PC? That's yeah. weird. And the article I read was like, yeah, they've said that it's going to come to the console eventually. Hmm. So I looks, don't know. Looks cool, though. Looks interesting. Yeah, Gears Tactics does look cool. Pretty cool, yeah. Um, and then him this month. I don't think we have a date for it yet. At one point, they pegged this month as when it's dropping, and that's Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, or not. I don't yeah. even remember what that one is. It's kind of like an isometric Diablo for kids with Minecraft uh, yeah. visuals. I mean, it does look kind of interesting, but I'm not a Minecraft. I'm not a fan of the Minecraft aesthetic. Never have. Oh, there was a video I was watching about like April releases a couple days ago, and they're like, "We're not even going to talk about this game because it's going to get delayed." Yeah, it's almost assuredly not going to land in April. It's got an April question mark on it. Yeah. A couple of the games, things like Snow Runner, I don't know what that is, and then the games that look like they're just coming out in Japan only first. I'm sure there's others too, but those those are the main ones for April. What I'm excited about is that. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out early in the month. I don't really care about the rest of the month because I'm going to be spending all my time with that. Um, also, I'll be trying to fight my way through Doom Eternal, which is super tough game. Um, so I'll be doing those two things as the month of April churns on. All right. So that does it for games that are coming out in April. Any news for Microsoft right now, Derek? I don't know of any. Do you know of anything for Microsoft that's worth talking about? No, I think the only thing noteworthy is a bleeding edge uh, release um everybody who has game pass has access to it i only played a little bit of it um i did check it out because i am interested in the game um and when we talk about what i'm playing there's a reason why i haven't really played it because i'm really sucked into uh rpgs right now but it's a pretty cool uh uh third third-person action, like, brawler, but it's online. So think um, Overwatch, but melee only. I mean, there is some shooting mechanics for some characters, but you've got a bunch of different characters with different strengths, different weaknesses, and it's really all about four-on-four, but you really have to cooperate with each other. Um, So it seems pretty cool. It's a a $30 title, but like I said, it's part of the Game Pass Ultimate or Game Pass um, so if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass, which you really should have Game Pass if you have an Xbox, it's worth checking out. I'm not saying you'll get hooked, but it's a fun little online online. Yeah, experience. it's a kind of a cool concept. But yep. Other than that, Microsoft's been pretty quiet. Uh, what about Sony, Dan? You said you got some stuff from Sony. Is there anything happening there? 
Um, so I, I guess my, I'm guessing Microsoft hasn't like announced anything specific, uh, specific about them slowing the internet download speeds. Because uh, on what I was reading, they said Microsoft hadn't said anything yet, but Sony is doing that. They're specifying for download speeds for downloading games. Mm -hmm. um, they said uh, as far as like when you're playing an, uh, a multiplayer game, those should be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but they are slowing down the speeds just to kind of help with the whole, uh, you know, everybody just being online right now and not going anywhere because the world's falling apart but yeah. so uh dramatic thank you, you guys are the, the the once great twitter account of x ceo kazirai yeah yeah <laughs> do you see what he tweeted out about this I, I i can't remember verbatim but yeah that was pretty excellent um so he said this is when netflix announced theirs netflix has restricted bit rates to limit the demand on networks caused by people staying home due to covid19 I can announce that we have taken similar precautions with PSN download speeds, except ours started over a decade ago. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we had we had we we saw from the future. <laughs> I listen. I, I know this guy is quote unquote retired from this, but he's it's clever. Some of the stuff yeah. he says is it's okay if he comes back every once in a while. It makes it makes it all the more sweeter, you know. You yeah. know it. You know it's Sasan. You know it's Sasan. <laughs> he's really cast. Sasan wishes he was that clever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see. So that was just kind of a basic thing. Um what was it? So Sony had I guess there were some stories Sony was saying that um that there had been some you know wide ranging impact on some of the manufacturing of electronic products over uh over there in Asia. Uh-huh. You know, potentially delaying the PS5. Um, and then I guess more recently, in a statement to Bloomberg, Sony affirmed that the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has not yet um, to have any major effects on the launch of the PS5. So now All it right. seems like they're going back, swinging back around, saying that it should be this holiday 2020. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, who knows? Because I mean, we don't know when this is going to end, technically. Right. So. Um, right. Yeah. There's always that fear, too, of once it starts to improve, people will start opening up and getting back out there again, and there might be a second wave of it again. So there's a lot of fear around that with yeah. this virus too. And that does kind of flow into potentially uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2. They're looking to see if they need to push those back also, mm. potentially. So that's kind of a bummer, but... Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and then the other thing is just uh, the April PlayStation Plus games did leak ahead of time. Um, it's still subject to change, but it seems like it's going to be Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0. Cool. Yeah, those are good ones while you're stuck at home. Indeed. Very cool. I mean, I've never been a huge racing fan, but the Dirt Rally games are fun. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, well, Nintendo, they, they did have a surprise Nintendo Direct Mini, they called it, although I thought it was pretty packed with some pretty interesting news and some fun announcements and stuff like that. Um, but I'm glad they called it a Mini because they're like, no, it's almost their way of saying we've got a full Nintendo Direct at some point. Yeah. This isn't the real deal, though. So that's cool. Um, but I'm glad they said something and they didn't leave it to just the indie showcase to be their only thing in 2020 so far. So this is pretty exciting. But other than this, I haven't heard much from Nintendo. They haven't been talking a whole lot outside of saying, hey, we everything that you see here is, is subject to change because of the virus. Who knows how it's going to impact stuff. But let's go through these announcements and uh, I want to get your guys' takes. If any of these jump out at you, feel free to jump in and tell me what you think. They kicked it off with what I'm really excited for, and that is the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which is dropping on May 29th. And they do have a really awesome physical box set for this. Now, 
I'm going to probably get this digital, but that box set looks awesome. And it comes with like a 200 plus page art book. Nice. Um, it just looks really cool. It's a very cool digital edition. Or I'm sorry, physical edition of the Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition. So it's going to have major visual and audio upgrades. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. It's going to look really pretty on it the Switch. It looks really good. It looks really, really nice. Um, if you played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you know they, they're capable of making something that looks good. I think this looks better than that. And yeah. so the visual upgrades are pretty phenomenal. And the audio upgrades, they played a lot of the music, and it just sounds so nice. It they, has they, excellent music. Oh, the music's just really, really pretty. So um, I'm excited for that one. For those who have never played it, um, I only played a little bit of it. Um, and so I'm looking forward. I played a little bit of it on the Wii, I think it was originally, and then a little bit on the 3DS, the new 3DS remake that they put out and the visuals were just a little bit hard even on a small 3ds screen it was a little hard to enjoy the visuals just weren't great so yeah very excited for this and they have a new epilogue story a series of missions and some story they're going to add to wrap things up called future connected so i think you're getting quite the deal i think it's totally and this is a, a great debate to have with some folks i think it's an interesting topic i think it sounds like a game 100 worth the full price of a oh, $60 game. It, it's like over a hundred hour game. So. Yeah. It's a massive game. A lot of people never played it. It was actually pretty hard to find on Wii. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this game yeah. was really expensive on the Wii. If you didn't get it when it first released, yeah. it quick, it quickly went. A used like, copy was like, because it was a GameStop exclusive brand new, a used copy got up to like 60, 70 bucks. Yeah. Which doesn't sound expensive because you're like, the game's 60 bucks, but that's a used that's copy. A used copy. Yeah. Yep. You could exactly. get a new copy after it launched. Like, I pre ordered it and got it. There was like three JRPGs that came out on the Wii within a few months of each other the that were three. real rare. Yeah. And I got a, yep. Yep. Those were tougher to find. So I'm very excited for that. May 29th. I, I wish it were sooner because this would be a great game to be able to play while we're all stuck at home. But, um, I'm very excited for this one. I'm glad Nintendo is is making that one happen. But hey, listen, May 29th is going to be a ridiculous day. Let's just say for the moment that Last of Us Part 2 actually releases on that day. Mm. That makes it a crazy, 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 crazy day. Now, if Last of Us Part 2 gets delayed, which I don't think anyone would be surprised by, I think they'd be very understanding of that, it's still going to be a busy day on the Switch at least. So you've got Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and then we had what I thought was one of their coolest trailers they've ever showed, which was this 2K Loves the Switch trailer. They kept doing all these symbols of the ways that 2K – and they kept showing 2K and then a heart and then the Switch symbol. 2K heart switch. And they would switch over to like the Borderlands head. And they mm -hmm. they announced that the Borderlands Legendary Collection and the – I looked on the Switch, and it's, it's really confusing. You can buy Borderlands, Borderlands 2. I don't think I saw the pre-sequel by itself, although I'm sure it's there too. Or you could buy the Borderlands Handsome Collection, or you could buy this Legendary Collection. So I don't know all the differences between all these. All I know is all the Borderlands experiences outside of Borderlands 3 are coming to Switch. Well, I kind of talked about this in our uh, podcast because there are people, again, complaining about the pricing of these games. I'm not going to get into that. I normally use the show to like tell people they're stupid. But I think they've already figured out I think they're stupid. But what I was going to say is... What what Nintendo usually does when they pull old games is they will sell them separately for twenty bucks a piece. So example would be Resident Evil four, five, and six, twenty dollars a piece. And then they'll have the physical collection or a digital collection where you can just buy them all three together. 
they're usually marked down a little bit. I know with Resident Evil, that's a bad example because it was actually 60 bucks. but then like a week or two later when, when they probably realized people They've gone on sale a bunch since then, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But I did see on GameStop because I put them in my cart because I was like, well, maybe I should pre-order these games. Borderlands comes with all three games. That's two... Or, I'm sorry, the first one, two, and pre-sequel yeah. for $50. So you get like a mini discount for okay. buying the package. Or you it's can buy a 20 bucks separate. Exactly. Okay. Or, and then the other, what was the other one? So the other two collections they announced were Bioshock Collection, and then wow. they announced the X, XCOM 2 Collection. So the Bioshock Collection, I saw they also had Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite all listed <laughs> separately in the eShop, as okay. well as the Collection. I'm assuming it's same as what you're talking about, Derek. Because yeah, the price, the prices weren't. Okay, yeah, the prices weren't listed on the eShop when I checked. They might be up uh, now. Um, dude, those are those are great, and I, I get it. I get. I totally understand some people saying, "Why are you excited about this? These games are old." I totally get it, and that's fine. Most of you already own these. You got them through Games with Gold or PS Plus, or you just bought them because you already like them. That's totally cool. They're, no one is making you enjoy this. I'm very excited for this because these are fantastic franchises that I think are going to be great to have in handheld mode to play. Well, my kids, by the way, who are all home all the time, hogging all my screens, the one thing I can keep to myself is my Switch. Um, and so I'm excited for this kind of stuff. I, I love these games, and I'm glad to have them uh, in my collection. And then XCOM 2. I really enjoyed the time I've spent with XCOM 2, but I love. I have learned that I prefer turn-based and and tactical strategy rpg games on on the switch it's just my favorite place to play play in handheld mode good setup yeah yeah i love playing on the switch that fire emblem is it's my favorite place to play that so i am pumped for xcom 2 um mario plus rabbits is one of my favorite games on that system still and so xcom 2 is great it's going to include the expansion pack and the dlc packs all three of those collections from 2k coming out on May 29th. I wouldn't mind if they would have staggered that a bit, you know, like release one in mid-April, one early May, one late May. Yeah, but, a little weird that they did that, to be yeah. honest with you. I think staggering it would have been smart for marketing purposes as well as it would make Tim happy, but what are you going to do? Um, I'm glad I'm glad they're on the way. Um, are either of you going to double dip on any of these? I mean, I the only reason I would buy them day one is to use my GameStop trade-in credit um, but if I didn't have the trade-in credit, I will get these. I will get all these games on the Switch. Um, I'm a huge Bioshock fan. Love Borderlands. So those two franchises are definitely going in my Switch collection. Just like I'm going to buy the Outer, Outer Worlds on it as well. So anything that re-releases on the Switch, I'll get. But I would prefer to buy it later. Same thing with, like, I know you bought Assassin's Creed. What is it? Black Flag and Rogue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep looking for that, but I'm waiting for it to drop under 20 bucks. Yeah, it's been on sale. It's been on sale a number of times, but it's it. Yeah, it's been on sale a few times, but the discount isn't huge. Yeah. So at some point that'll drop a, a much bigger amount. But I, to answer your question, the answer is yes. Will it be day one guaranteed? I don't know. I think these are ripe for some kind of great summer sale. So unless you're going to play these right away, I'm with you. I would suggest for folks to wait. XCOM 2 I will likely play right away, especially if Last of Us 2 gets delayed. If Last of Us 2 actually drops on May 29th, I might hold off on all three of these until I see a sale on them because I'm going to be completely occupied with that one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Regardless, I'm very excited. I'd love to see the support 2K is throwing at them. And also I just think it was one of the coolest trailers that they've shown of a a third-party publisher 
and Nintendo just kind of teaming up for something fun. I thought it was really cool. The way they like, if, 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 because I know Tim plays on the Switch. If Tim was like, hey, I'll play Borderlands 2 with you, and let's just co-op it, I would buy it day one. But if it's just me, and I just played through, I just played through Borderlands. I yeah. just finished Borderlands 2. I just finished Borderlands 3. Probably but dude, the, right now, the one that gets me the most excited to think about, honestly, is Bioshock. It's been so long since I've actually played through those games. And I actually only played through Infinite once, and so I really want to play through that one specifically. But I want to play so worth playing. I want to play all of them again. I, I love those games. So anyway, looking forward to that. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 has another DLC pack adding uh, adding in the Fantastic Four characters and some other content there. Uh, Doctor Doom, of course, involved. It's called Shadow of Doom. I didn't see a release date on this on the Direct Mini, but I assume it's coming soon. Um, so there you go. Then they released. Um, they actually just released that day, so now it's available. This Shinsekai Into the Depths. It's a deep sea exploration game. It's got tons of upgrades and underwater battling. It's kind of a side scrolling sort of game. Um, but the visuals look pretty nice. I okay. checked it out. It's one I'm going to grab. It's only 20 bucks, but it does look really cool. It's a very cool looking game. Um, lots of exploration, lots of upgrading, that kind of thing. I just want to say, and I'm very disappointed in our pony. Dan, how the heck did you not announce that Nat 2 is on sale for $6 right now? Like, <gasps> like, that's what the pony is for. He's supposed to let us know. I guess, Game... I, just, I, guess I just don't have a knack for games, uh, that, for games that don't matter. Games that define this generation, <laughs> when they go on sale or yeah. they're free, we need to talk about it. We need I don't care about it. two. I'm already past two. I'm waiting for three, guy. All right? Yeah. Waiting for three. <laughs> He's already camping out for when free gets announced and released. Yep. Um, a special edition that has the life-size knack. Knack two, six that. bucks. I actually kind of want to get that and play it. Don't do it, Tim. Don't I mean, you know it's going to be free soon, though. I also know it's not going to be great. I'm going to be like, oh, this kind of feels like a licensed movie-based game. Got it. You like, know why I'm okay with paying 5 to $10 for games? Because with the prices of food, not just now with Corona, but just in general, I'm like, I always do this. I'm like, why would you not buy that game? It's six bucks. Even if you don't play it, all you gave up was like a Big Mac value meal. Like, who cares? That's, that's, how a, that's actually more than that. By the way, the Nintendo eShop has had some sales that are freaking hilarious. There was a game... Yeah, like 20 that, cents. Yeah, well, there was a game I just bought for three cents. I have no idea what it is. I just saw that it was three cents, and so I bought it. I had, I had points. You know, you can use the Nintendo yeah. coins or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just use. I don't know what this is. It was some kind of train construction game. I don't care. Three cents. I'm buying it. I mean, so what I, are they getting out of that though? It's it's just kind of sad. I don't know. Nintendo but... takes like two point eight percent of it, or two so they, take, so they take all three cents basically. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. They've got some other ones too. Yeah, you're right. There's like a twenty cent game. There's a bunch of them that are like less than fifty cents. It's very They're strange. Not profiting really. It doesn't make any sense. It's very it's very mobile phone approach for that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, all right, Animal Crossing has some free event coming up called Bunny Day. No one cares. Um, <laughs> there's a game that another game they announced that is out now. It actually does look kind of funny. My kids saw the trailer for it and all were laughing. They really want to play it. It's called Good Job. It's this isometric physics ba- physics based puzzle and adventure game where you're all these little um, completely colored in. You're completely black uh, stick figures. So you can't see faces or anything. You're just little stick figures walking around, little hard hats. And basically, you go from floor to floor in your father's business. Like you got hired on your in your dad's company, and you can either try to do jobs well, or you can just break everything. 
if you want to. Like you operate the crane or you try to fix a projector or try to deliver coffee to everyone in their cubicles. It's all these different jobs you might get in any kind of corporation and uh, and you can ruin it if you want. The kids laugh really hard because you can slingshot stuff through walls while people are working and all that stuff. Like so. Angry Birds. A little bit, a little bit. There's kind of a silly game called uh, Good Job. Um, on July 7th, the Switch is going to get Catherine full body. Oh, so I never game for on the road. I never got into the Catherine games, but I know a lot of people like them and really like the puzzles and the weird story and all that stuff. So Catherine full body comes out on July 7th. If you've got Ring Fit Adventure, which I'm not going to lie to you, with how much sitting around and eating I've been doing, I probably should get Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah. Um, they've got a free update that's adding uh, a rhythm game mode, which actually legitimately does look pretty fun. Um because they and they add a whole bunch of music from other Nintendo franchises like Mario I think Odyssey. The game's actually really hard to find right now. There was like a there was like a surge of sales. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's yeah, I've heard it's tough to find. To find. Yeah. I've heard it's actually really fun as far as like active exercise yeah, yeah. the mini game stuff goes. I've heard it's actually really fun. But so anyway, they they added a rhythm game mode and a whole bunch of other options that apparently people have wanted for a while. To Ring Fit Adventure free update is now out. Um, a tactics RPG that's. They said it's a sequel to the PC classic, although I've never heard of this before. It's called King's Bounty 2. I'd never heard of King's Bounty, but nope. it's a tactical RPG. It looks kind of like a hex grid kind of a thing, turn-based thing. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is getting a new fighter coming in from ARMS. They're going to announce exactly who it is and exactly when in June. So, wait, so because I didn't actually get to watch this one. Oh, okay. Um, they said so. They said for sure it's somebody from Arms. Yes. Yeah. So like, then they showed the whole Arms roster and didn't say who yet. But like, does anyone actually? Here's the thing: if you're gonna do that, just announce it though, because yeah. like, I don't think anyone's actually that excited about that. They might not know who yet. I wonder. I'm not sure. They it's might funny. do like a vote or something, maybe. Or maybe it's maybe you get to pick which Arms character to be because they're all gonna have the same move sets in Smash. I don't know. I just I think that's weird to to like preemptively announce a thing that you actually aren't officially announcing yet for a game yeah. that like wasn't actually super popular like right. I don't know. Arms was a kind of a novel idea. It was interesting, yeah. but it didn't quite land. And by the way, they're doing a bunch of stuff with Arms again. They're doing some kind of tournament and a free trial. It's interesting yeah. they're trying to re reboot some interest there. Yeah. Um here's something really cool though. Both of you should be into this cuz this game is pretty cool. I've played the demo a little bit. I like it a lot. Bravely Default 2. Yeah, Tim. No release date yet um, oh. because the demo is now out. They yeah. want you to play it, and then they want you to give them feedback. And I love that approach. They want to hear what you think about it, and then they want to apply at least some elements of the feedback they get from folks before finalizing the game. And they still are saying it's coming out in 2020. I'm going to guess it's a holiday game. I played uh, 10 minutes of it, Tim. What do you think? It is it is excellent. It's this so is pretty. Why, this is why I wanted to talk about Trials of Mana because I okay. wanted to kind of like compare the two. Okay, they're cool. both square. They are. And I know you. So you seemed like you were kind of digging Trials of Mana. Is that correct? Sort of. Sort of. Okay. Let me just say this though: for Bravely Default 2, much more digging that. I love the. Yeah. I love the battle system. I, I liked it in the other games too, although I never really got into those too far. But I do like the battle systems there. And I love what they've done with the visuals in this one. They've oh, yeah. taken little pieces of what they learned from Octopath Traveler, sort of. But it still looks – it almost has a little bit of the I Am Set Suna look to it. I don't know. It's all very oh. cool as it, so it's mixed. So that's kind of that, – that is basically what Bravely Default was on the DS. But it was more side to side. There wasn't so much going like in and out. Whereas yeah. in this one, it is more kind of 3D. But it still looks like, like almost like a painting background. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the visuals, yeah, it, it kind of, I'm wondering if that's kind of what they wanted to do with Octopath. Like they kind of thought of that, but then did like pixelated. So, right. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no trials of mana. So I played a half hour and I deleted it because the voice acting is unbelievably terrible. It is like, real bad. I think it's literally probably top three worst voice acted games I've ever heard in my entire life. Like it's it was re- so bad. This coming I- from a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, it, it's worse than that. It's it's so bad, Derek. I'm, I'm downloaded just for oh, watching this because it's hilarious. No, well, so I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it when we get down to what we're playing. I don't disagree with you. The the um the voice acting for it is not great. Thankfully, it's not for every character and every conversation, but. Sure. For a lot of the story moments and cutscenes, yeah, it's it's bad. But it also depends on which characters you pick, because there you might play out. A, you might have played a different story than I did. Mine was cheesy and bad, but not like I have to turn this off. But we'll get to that when yeah. when we when we get there. Bravely Default 2, though, demo's available now. Go play it. I assume they're going to remove the demo at some point because they're going to say, "All right, that's enough. Thanks. Give us your feedback," and then we're going to go back to the drawing board. Uh, and then they'll probably do what they did with uh, the Damon X Machina game. They'll do one more kind of final demo experience before the game releases. That's up. I had to guess. All right. Uh, this one actually legitimately looks pretty cool. And if they released it right now, I would buy it because it's a great thing to have with your family, especially. But it's not coming out till June. So I'm not sure I'm going to be that interested. But it's Clubhouse Games, 51 Classics, all these different cardboard and arcade games, uh, all kinds of different really fun family games that you might pull out board games when it's family time. And you can lay the Switch flat and kind of do a touchscreen style for card games and board games and all that. Very cool concept. Love it. But it comes out on June 5th. I'm not sure that I'll be interested in June, but we'll see. We'll see. If this would have been a great game to have during a quarantine. Yeah. Like the perfect game to have during a quarantine. Um, there's a game coming out called Ninjala. It's this multiplayer action game, kind of in these big urban arenas. It reminded me a little bit of a poor man's uh, Splatoon visually. Didn't really catch me. It's not my thing. It's free to play, though. comes out May 27th, so there give it a whirl if that's your thing. Um, I'm so excited about this one because I've told you I'm very nostalgic for these Jedi Knight games, but Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy uh, is now available. I really liked Jedi Knight uh, 2 Jedi Outcast. That was a cool one. And now Jedi Academy is where you pick, um, you kind of create your Jedi and and pick your path. So I really liked that one. And there's going to be up to 16-player online uh, multiplayer battles you can do. You know, fighting against other people with lightsabers. I mean, of course, the visuals are dated and all that stuff, but I always enjoyed the the way they built the combat and all that stuff. And the story was pretty fun. And then they announced Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer is coming. They just didn't say when. What Pod Racing? Now this yeah. is Pod Racing. Yeah, the Star Wars Racer is on its way. <coughs> um, Panzer Dragoon Remake is out now, and it's timed exclusive on the Switch. It'll come to other systems eventually, but for right now, it's only on Switch. And I haven't downloaded it. It's only 25 bucks, but I've considered it. I thought about it because it does look like a pretty fun arcade flying shooter. I never played the original. I heard it's bad. Um, but I, yeah, again, I didn't know that. I want to read some reviews before I give it a whirl, before I waste money, I guess. Yeah, those Panzer games, they're like, uh, they're pretty popular, but they're kind of niche. niche yeah. Pronounce it. I mean, it, kind of, it almost looked like Star Fox, but on a dragon. So I was like, all right, if it plays well, like a flying shooter type of a game, I'll try it. But yeah. Sounds like I need to read some reviews of it first. I would. Uh, Fuser, this rhythm game from NCSoft is coming out this fall. You know, it's sad that NCSoft is down to doing rhythm action, rhythm games. Aren't they the ones who did, like, City of Heroes? And I feel I like know. that was... 
I don't know. I thought that was M- okay. I thought that was them. I used to love that that MMO. That was one of my favorite ones with City of Heroes and City of Villains. I loved that stuff. Elder Scrolls Blades, previously a mobile game, is coming this spring to Switch. This one looks cool. Comes out in May. Warhammer Forty Thousand Mechanicus is is this tactical RPG, and I I do like the Warhammer Forty Thousand world. It's very cool and very in depth lore. There's always a ton there, um, but that that tactical RPG does look pretty cool. Comes out in May. Um, a game I didn't see much about. They didn't show a ton of it. It kind of looks like an online survival shooter of some kind called Vigor, and the closed beta will be on April 9th. Um, here you go, Derek. Burnout Paradise Remastered coming out sometime this year on the Switch. Oh, that's a definite for me. Yeah, per- Burnout Paradise is a, is a blast. Saints Row 4 Reelected is out now, so if you want to go and do crazy, wacky things in the city, go play some Saints Row 4. It's out now. Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 comes out on June 30th. Finally. Did they release the other two, though, on the Switch? I don't think so. That's weird. Yeah, they might. I don't think, I don't think so. They could, do like a, they could do, like, a smaller announcement and release those between now and the end of June. But Well, like, the thing with those two is, like, because I was reading up on it, and it's, like, those are very connected. Like, people, like, yeah. insist you play the first two. Like, it, otherwise, there's no point in, pay, in playing. Yeah, it's not like Final Fantasy where, yeah. hey, you could go play another one. But this one, it's the same character, same group. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about this series before. Like, I haven't played two and three. I just got, like, 10 or 15 hours into the first one on the Vita, and I really liked it. Hmm. Like, it's it's definitely, like, I wouldn't tell people, go buy it. You're going to get an experience that you're used to getting now with J- modern-day JRPGs. It's not that. Um, but it's fun, like, turn-based combat. It's got that persona, like, vibe when it comes to your school and your group of kids trying Fire. to destroy... Uh, trying to destroy like demons and stuff like that. So monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they, a couple of the games I don't care that much about. I'll fly through Mr. Driller drill land comes out June 25th. Minecraft dungeons is still tabbed for the spring. And then the Pokemon sword and shield expansion pass got a ton of details. If you are into the Pokemon games, make sure you go read up on those a lot more areas and they're adding new Pokemon and new abilities and all kinds of new stuff to do with you. Pokemons. Cool. Um, so there you go. I, I thought a good amount of stuff they covered in 30 minutes of a Nintendo Direct Mini. It kind of, if they would have just called it Nintendo Direct, I would have believed it because it was a pretty, pretty beefy uh, set of announcements there. I thought, uh, it was yeah, fun. I don't know where they got the mini from. It was front loaded. The stuff I care about the most is right at the beginning Xenoblade and then the 2K games, and then a few things I'm interested in, like uh, Shensukai into the depths. The second half of it, what's that? Bravely the Fall 2. Bravely Default 2 was the only thing in the second half that really caught my caught my attention. But that did ca- catch my attention. I'm excited for that. Um, all right, so there you go. Nintendo is doing some stuff. So that's good. I'm excited for that. I'm glad Still they're... nothing major, though. Correct. I, 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 Bravely Defa- I mean, Bravely Default 2 it, it would, is a huge one for me. I mean, yeah. It I is. Know, it's, but uh, first, but... I like the first one. I never played Bravely Second. Yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Um, right. I love the first one. Yeah. So I am excited about this one. I didn't bother checking out the demo because I already know what I'm getting into. But I, what I'm talking about is like, and I get why there's so many negative naysayers against the Switch now because it's a cool thing to do again um, to hate on Nintendo. But it's 
when your major announcements are old games coming, they do need to. I, I do think they need to start. They're not going into their next gen. I think they're going to support the Switch for another two or three years. I would. That's imagine. what they said. Yeah. So they need to start giving us some. Yeah, I think second half of this year we'll we'll see probably. If I had to guess, I would say one, possibly two marquee Nintendo franchises. The, the second half of 2020. I mean, I think here's the thing. I, E3 was supposed to happen in June, but now with all this happening too, just the whole thing is just thrown off. Everything is thrown off. Up. I agree. Okay. Some major direct in June yeah. from Nintendo, yeah. and I do think they're going to drop at least one major. I hope it's not like, and I'm just using this as an example. I know it's not going to come out. Like, I don't want to hear Mario and Sonic Olympic games. No, I like, think it'll I, be like Breath of the Wild 2 or something. It'll be something along that. Along those something major. Yeah. Something like that would be a great holiday release for them. And and then keep filling it in with some of this stuff. Like, hey, people want these. People do want these classic games and compilations on the go. Great, but give us something new along the way as well. So, last year, especially the second half of the year, we've talked about it a lot. They, I thought they killed it with basically one brand new thing a month for a long time. And so they've been a little quieter this year so far. We'll see if we'll see if it picks up. Sony All has right. been quiet too. So. Sony has been pretty quiet too. All right, well, let's talk about stuff we've been playing before we get wrapped up here. Dan, we'll start with you since we haven't talked to you in a week. Uh, have you had a chance to do much gaming? And if so, what have you been playing? So, finally finished Days Gone. Woo-hoo! I finished that last night. I actually stayed up uh, about a half hour later than I normally do. It was like 3.30 in the uh, in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's, um, you know, I still, I'm, I've been saying it the whole time, it's, it's a very fun mediocre game there are some decent highs and then there are some moments where you're like this could have just like they could have shaved like 10 hours off of this game but like there's some pretty good emotional moments like i don't know how how into much detail i should get into the game but there's a certain person that you look at but in the trailers they you know they kind of like are insinuating that you know a a loved one is is gone so and and that's kind of why he's also uh sort of uh not right in the head just kind of like with everything that's happening in the world the the freakers like the 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 virus that takes over actually so there's a character later on in the game once you kind of start finding out some story stuff about the virus and it's it kind of gave me goosebumps a bit because she this character literally starts saying how like there was this intern in the place that she was working and he went to some convention and he worked in the place where this virus came from and he shook hands with people and then those people went on planes and went back home and then the infection spread and I was like oh that's what's happening right now <laughs> so yeah so a little overall you happy with it yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely long. It's longer than it needs to be. Way longer. But it's still a very good game. I it definitely twenty. I, I think it's still twenty bucks. Um, yeah, it's twenty bucks. Maybe it's even less. Um, uh, definitely worth twenty bucks um, okay. for sure. Hundred um, percent worth. I look forward to seeing what they do next because again, this was their first console game. Um, I can't remember the name of the studio. Do you have any different vibes playing a post-apocalyptic game like, like that with all we're going through? With, oh, yeah. Was it a little weirder? Like, ooh. Well, like, again, that moment that I just des- I described, like, she, the character was saying all of that. I'm like, that's kind of literally what we're all going through. Because, <laughs> like, I'm here in Mass... I live in Massachusetts, 
the the uh, corona started spreading here from a convention, a medical convention that happened in Boston. So oh, somebody lovely. came to the medical convention, had corona, met a bunch of people. It's corona spread. So yeah, you know, yeah. yep. So Days Gone happened here in Boston, basically. Uh, yeah. Basically. But then uh, jumping from that over to Animal Crossing. Uh, that you said really mean things about on the last episode. Dude, too. I uh, don't like that game. <laughs> so, uh, I think you really just have to like be in a specific mood for it. I think right now with everything going on, and also my wife likes cutesy games, so it's just kind of a good like sit down and chill and just kind of play it. So if if I and I can you do couch co-op on that game with one cart? No, no. You do have to have multiple, which is a bummer because I was. If they let us play multiplayer, yeah. I could totally see myself playing some multiplayer with my daughter on that. Like, hey, let's go fishing together. Let's you collect. Can some... if you have different switches. With one cart. Oh, with one cart, I don't think so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if there were more of that, then I could see myself playing it. But as it is, yes, I bashed it last week, and I stand by that. It's not a game for me, and I don't think it's a game for everyone. I don't. I don't think it's got the broad appeal that people pretend it does. But that being said, my daughter loves it, and it's stinking adorable watching her play it and letting her talk. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen, but she talks. She just loves it. It's just very. I did actually listen to her. Yeah. And she just like I like when my kids really get into something, even if I'm not that into it. Like I, I just think it's great. So I have no issue with the game being what it is. I just it's definitely not for me. And unless unless there were a way for me to play multiplayer with her, I don't see myself playing it. Well, it's kind of convoluted, but it's it's actually cool that you can approach it this way. <laughs> you can play the game naturally because so and I don't I forget if you mentioned it in the last episode, the the time how time works in the game matches up with real life. Right. So basically, yeah. if you're playing at seven o'clock at night, it's seven o'clock in the game. So you can only catch certain creatures or certain things are available at that time versus during the day and mm-hmm. uh, what time during the year, depending on what month. Um, but you can actually change the clock on your switch. So there are certain moments in the game when you kind of like you're kind of story using air quotes because it's not re- there isn't really like a story. But like if you're unlocking a new store, you find the materials to build the store, you build it, but it doesn't actually start construction and finish until the next actual real life day. Right. If you move the clock forward in the system, like if you move it a day, then you basically back out of the game, go back into it, and then it's built. So you don't what have to actually... reset your game clock though, because you, your system clock. So it's actually fine because it's saving that progress in the game though. So, oh, so gotcha. It's technically okay. fine. Okay. But yeah, like that's basically what we've been doing because it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't want to wait an actual real life day for like this pretend building to finish construction. Like... You're technically fine, but mentally unstable. I gotcha. I follow. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> But um, I think it's fun. I think it's chill. I don't mind it. It's it's kind of like almost like Sims, but like more. It's like watered down Sims, right. like cutesy. So yeah, yeah. Yep. It certainly has an appeal, especially for those who have played the other ones. Here's the other thing I start to understand about these games, is that if you get hooked on one of them, then you're gonna want to play all of them as they come out. And to you, to to me, the outside viewer, I'm like, this looks exactly. It looks a lot better. The visuals, I should say, I said this last week, it looks really pretty. It's a very pretty, cutesy-looking game. Got it. But overall, the visual experience is the same that I remember from the the old DS one that I played a long time ago. Animation and everything? 
Yeah, just kind of like the overall design and the way that towns are built and the way you explore. None of that looks any different to me. That being said, I'm from the outside looking in. Those who play these games and love them, they're like, oh my word, this is pretty much a reboot. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I even heard one guy say, I forget who it was, he said, this is like the Breath of the Wild of Animal Crossings. I was like, and he wasn't saying it's like Breath of the Wild. He was saying it's that different from the rest of the series. Well, could you build a town? Because this is my first Animal Crossing. So could you, oh, okay. could you build towns in the other ones before? I don't know. I never played them long enough. Okay. Because in this one, you <laughs> it is slow. So right now, like if you were playing and, and I get why you're like, well, I'm just on an island and this is lame. But like, also, you start out in major debt. I'm like, I don't want to play a game where I'm <laughs> in debt. Get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But you can and eventually basically lay out the whole island as like a town with like pads and like gotcha. houses and all sorts of things so yep. yeah oh, and dude if you go on to twitter or instagram or any of those platforms you can see some of the stuff people have already made with their houses it's absolutely ridiculous what yeah. people have done but yeah all right anything else you're playing um so i finished days gone yesterday um i did buy dreams like a few days ago i just oh. haven't actually hopped into it yet okay all um right. So, yeah, and then just waiting for Resident Evil. Okay. Um, I'll go real quick. I don't have a ton. Uh, I did finish up Ori. Love it. Really, really love it. Um, that game has some serious technical problems, though. And uh, there were a number of times I had to totally... I never had to uninstall and reinstall. I've heard some folks had to do that. I just had to, like, back out to the home screen and turn it off. There was twice that I had to reset the whole system to get it to work properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had some technical hiccups and I've had some technical slowdowns during certain moments. So those things were very frustrating. That being said, I overall loved the game and the story. It does have some weird difficulty spikes, even on normal difficulty. We've talked about that a little bit already. Certain chase sequences and certain bosses. It's like, why is this all of a sudden so difficult? But, Mm -hmm. um, if you liked, if you're a completionist and I'm not always, but in this game, I totally was, I loved exploring all the different corners of this game. And there's actually an entire area that you can unlock that's totally optional, where if you get to the end of it, if you complete everything, not only do you get a seed, which, by the way, you can take back and this this little dude in your main town that you're help building up, he'll plant it, and that'll give you some kind of bonus. In this particular case, uh, if you complete that, that hidden area, you actually get to a light tree that you don't normally stumble across, and it gives you a permanent 25% increase to your damage. And if you find a different seed to, for this guy to plant in your village, he'll plant one that instantly becomes a second light tree that gives you another 25% increase to your damage. So I got a permanent 50% damage increase, which, by the way, made the, sec- the rest of the game so much easier. Like the final boss, I was watching the health of the final boss go down way faster than I thought That's it would. That's awesome. So, See, I, I actually like when games do that, where yeah. they like really reward you for playing their game. And you had to, I mean, that area was tough. Like, I I died a lot trying to get through the area, and I didn't know it was at the end of it. And then you find this light tree at the end. I was like, oh, sweet. I thought I was going to get learn some new hidden ability, and it wasn't. It was just a permanent stat upgrade. Boy, was it helpful. And both of those were helpful. Um, and also, uh, as you unlock certain maps, there's a guy in the main town that you're helping to rebuild, you can kind of go underneath as you unlock some abilities and you can start digging through the sand. And this guy who has these maps will show you where all the different light orbs, uh, sorry, life and energy orbs are. So then you can upgrade your life and energy. So I had those both fully upgraded. So um, 
We talked about the there's a worm chase. That's all I'll say about it there. That one did take me several tries because it doesn't matter what your stats are. You're not fighting them. You're just escaping. So that chase sequence did take me probably about 10 tries or so. That one was pretty annoying. But then I didn't really die in any other boss fights after that because of all those upgrades, um, which was freaking awesome. Yeah, because so, the chase scenes have nothing to do with it. Chase scenes, you'll die right away. It doesn't matter what your health yeah one shot done very cool story though and kind of again i said this last week and i'll stand by it now that the story's wrapped up and i see how it ends it really does remind me of kind of these old fables old fairy tales and uh it's just a very cool story and um really love it highly recommend it to everybody i say the ending because if you remember correctly or if you remember from last week i said that once i watched it play out i was like oh this ending is in my opinion, better than the first one, not because it's actually better, but because to me, they pulled off something. They pulled off to me a twist. Yeah. That I didn't fully see coming. If yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I, I do. I, I found it to be, uh, I found it to be much better than the, the ending of the first one. Yeah. If you haven't played, if you haven't played the first one, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say in general, it's a, uh, like a for a game for a game that is so emotional, I thought the ending of the first Ori was a little bit sappy. I don't know how else to say it. Like it was good. It was still amazing. Yeah. It was still it was fantastic. Um, but it was a little started bit out dark. Yep. Ended in light. Yep. This game starts out light, and I'll let you figure out how it ends. Yeah, I the mean, ending the ending is a little more bittersweet, but I think in a really smart and well-told way. And it kind of made me – I was very satisfied with the way the game ended. I, I loved it. I was like, this is so cool. What a what a cool way to wrap up the story. And I, I really liked it a lot. So It did feel like cliffhanger-y, uh, cliffhangy in the, with the first ending. Yeah. So that's probably what their intention was. Cause... Probably. I mean, but overall positive, right? Like overall a relatively happy ending. Because there's so many sad things that happen throughout the first game. And yeah. some of it is – that's the way it is and it's there to stay and some of it uh, i won't say much more anyway yeah yeah um, if you say anything you can drop some type of spoiler yeah but they're they're both very good the first one is almost flawless in terms of his technical prowess it's so good i don't don't remember there being any technical hiccups in the first one uh the second one slow down there might have there might have been this one it just seems like it it was not uh optimized very well for xbox xbox one x and pc like what's weird is that there's certain little areas that you know there's so many uh meticulous jumps you need to make in this game and you have to use the environment to really get especially for some of the bonus and hidden areas you have to make the jumps perfectly and then attach to the wall at the exact right moment to then jump to the next spot and use your dash and so if any of those little things are messed up it can totally ruin your experience and so that happened to me a few times i also had really weird moments like i happened to after doing a bunch of jumping and fighting i was fighting some enemies and i landed right beside this uh flower you know those green flowers you can kind of bounce on to get health back i landed right beside it on the ground not quite on it not quite totally beside it in this weird in-between spot and i couldn't move I, i was just running in place either way i was jumping i couldn't move it was like this little box that i got stuck in it was clearly a glitch and i had to not to be reload. like that person be like, oh, well, it's a hand-drawn game or it's an indie type of game. So like versus an open world, like super game. Right. But like, I kind of feel like it's unacceptable. Like it's not some massive, huge, like detailed, mm-hmm. like open world game. Like figure out scheduling. Even if you have to delay it a couple of weeks, like figure, figure out the scheduling of testing yeah. the stability 
and and make sure it comes out that good. Yeah, it does. It does feel like it does feel like the game itself, story, experience, the gameplay, ready to go. Yeah. But QA and testing perhaps was fast forwarded through a yeah. bit. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Precision is important in this game. So that should have been. It is. And the precision is usually on point. It's these weird glitchy moments. So you're like, how, how did that happen? Yeah. I, I even had a couple moments where I warped over to a different side of the screen and then landed in the goop and died. And I was like, what? Huh. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Fantastic game though. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Doom Eternal. I'm still, I've only played a little bit since we last chatted this week. I haven't had a ton of time to, to play Doom Eternal. That's one that I have to play after everyone has gone to bed. <laughs> Because yeah. even my wife was like, "Ew, don't play this while I'm here. This is disgusting." I'm like, "Yeah." Music is is fantastic. But it's awesome. Um, so I am uh, slowly working my way through that. I am at this level called the uh, Super Gore Nest. It's a really cool level. I'm just, you know, it gets tough. It gets really tough. And I'm playing on the normal difficulty. So this, and I and I have not. I obviously I'm not yet at this Marauder enemy that I keep hearing so much about. I, I can't wait. Sounds like so much fun. Super Gore Nest sounds like a lovely place. I, I kind of want to go. The here. Super Gore Nest, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does sound fantastic. Uh, played a couple of demos. I wanted to mention just real quick. Played Moving Out. It is essentially overcooked, except instead of cooking, you're moving furniture. It's actually kind of charming and fun. It's a little physics-based thing, and you're timed. And you've got your moving truck parked outside, and then you have these different size houses or buildings that you got to get all the objects out of, and it highlights the ones that you need to move. Um, you can jump through windows and break stuff, and you know, I think multiplayer is the way to go because there's items that are too big to carry by yourself so if you're by yourself you have to just drag it behind you and if you have other players then uh then yeah you can each pick up one side and, and throw it and stuff like that so anyway kind of goofy pretty silly it comes out at the end of april on all systems but if you liked over overcooked uh style of c crazy no. multiplayer gameplay then get it if you didn't like that i don't think you'll like this i think it's very stressful last one i'll mention before we let derek close us out with what he's playing is trials of mana demo let me just give you a little context before I tell you what I think about it. I have played through and beaten Secret of Mana probably four times. Like back in the day, it was one of my favorite action RPGs. I loved Secret of Mana. Um, so I already really like this world. I've played and I've played a bunch of the other entries here and there, but that's the main one. I love Secret of Mana. So going into that, just knowing that I already am like, hey, this is gonna. F I already in my mind was this is gonna feel like a slightly visually upgraded throwback game. That's what I thought. So you're right, Dan, what you said earlier in the show, the voice acting is bad. It's, there's no excuse for it. It's bad. It's cheesy. It's overdone. It's really bad. Um, but you can skip through all the dialogue that you want. Yes. So I've been doing that a lot because I just read it real quick. And also, I don't really care what they're saying. It's the demo. I don't know that I'll buy this game when it first comes out. It'll, I'll wait for a sale. But I am going to eventually get it because I had a lot of fun with the actual gameplay. So mm -hmm. I picked this, the fighter guy, the swordsman guy. Yes. And uh, I've gone through some of his story, and I haven't picked up the other. You pick two side characters. So there's six characters yep. to choose from. You select which one is your main character. So I assume there's six different individual storylines that you get to follow through, and they probably all converge into one shared storyline by the end, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, and then you pick two of the other six to be your side characters that join you. So um, – but so I haven't gotten to them yet. But I've had a lot of fun with the action RPG. Basically, you run up to an enemy – battle you can see him out in the field and the battle circle kind of this the circle around you kind of opens up you can you can only see the border if you get close to it there's like a yellow line you can't go past and then it's just action rpg you got a strong attack weak attack special moves you can you can dodge um and depending on what class you are you can change classes too which is really cool uh you can 
um, upgrade all kinds of different abilities. And it's listen, it's it's fun. The problem is, I played it around the same time I played the Bravely Default 2 demo, which yeah. is very highly polished, really beautiful, and uh, and everything about the story and characters is interesting. This one doesn't have a story and characters element, but I like the action RPG. I will tell you that. I'll just tell you the gameplay itself kind of took me back to the old Secret of Mana days where you're building up this little – you, you uh, have an items and moves little menu, little radio menu you can bring up. Reminded me a lot of the old Super Nintendo experience. And then the way you build up the little percentages by doing regular attacks, and then all of a sudden you can unleash your special attack. So overall, I thought it was good fun. And if this game drops under 20 bucks, because I think it's going to release at 50 I think. Um, if it drops to 20 25 bucks, I'll get it. Because I did have fun with it. Um, but yeah, you're right. The voice it's, acting is not good. Interesting that it's they're both Square games. Right. Clearly and, different teams. I mean, these are yeah. well, these games are nothing alike. It, it's tricky because it's like with Bravely Default as a series. I mean, this is going to be the third game in the series, so there's not too many. They at least there's like some uniqueness to it. The art right. style is unique. Right. The combat right. is you know fairly unique. It, it borrows from Final Fantasy, but um, the voice acting seems excellent. Um, the music is, dude. The the combat. The music for Bravely Default. The combat oh. music. Oh my god. <laughs> dude, the music in Bravely Default Two is gorgeous. Yeah, so it's, good. it's amazing. And then you yeah. look at Trials of Mana, and it's Which like also right. has decent music. I gotta say that the music yeah. was good. Yeah. It's, in the town, it was a little repetitive, but yeah. like the opening cinematic, I actually super dug that that music there. Well, when you get um, out to the field and start fighting enemies, the music improves there too. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, and then the art style almost sort of was reminding me of Dragon Quest Eleven, but not as good. Yes, so like, I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah, it's just tough because between the two, like hands down, uh, bravely default to like I'm gonna get that for sure over for sure. But yeah, but if you prefer, if as far as gameplay goes, if you prefer action RPG style, yeah, uh, Trials of Mana, I thought held it held up really well as an action RPG experience. That was fun, so I encourage you to go try the demo. It comes out later in April. If the turn-based kind of old-school uh, style, if you like Octopath Traveler, then of course do Bravely Default too. Um, or if you're like me and you yeah. like both, then probably get both. Because I... I don't know if you noticed in Bravely Default, you can actually in the top left it shows you can actually if you hit um, right on the D-pad, yeah. you can actually speed up the combat. So, oh no, I did not see that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. you can actually speed it up like super fast. So. That's cool. I didn't look. Do they have the option that the older game had where you can actually turn off random encounters in the field? I didn't see that. I remember in the old game you could do that if you just needed to get back to a town. Okay. I like that. I like that too. Well, if they didn't add it, I'm sure somebody will give that feedback. And then... Someone will want it. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap up the show, so let's let Derek close us out with stuff he's been playing, and uh, and then we will call it a night. Okay, so I'll start off with I just want to ask. I jumped back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I had beat Ooh. the like, main story, like the homecoming story of it. Um, but I never finished the the Atlantis quests. Oh, I finished those. Okay. So so I beat uh, the four bosses. Yeah, do you like that? Um, I did. the The cutscene was way too long, way too much talking. <laughs> and then, but the, uh, the kind of the the myth, mythical creature element is newer to Assassin's Creed. I liked that a lot. Yeah. So I beat that. What I was going to ask you. Tim, I know you played through all of it. Did you do all the Cult of Cosmos? Like, all, yeah. did you do all the cultists? I did, and there's kind of a reveal at the end. Yeah. Is it worth it? I mean, if you're enjoying playing it, then sure. It gives you, yeah, then it gives you a nice goal to go after, and I liked it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So that's the next goal is to beat that. And then I want to start because I bought the Ultimate Edition or whatever before it launched. I would like to play the DLC because I've heard really good things about yeah. like the DLC. Yeah, I've, so, yeah, I've left that game installed thinking I'm going to go back and, and play all kinds of the extra stuff. And I loved Odyssey. But I, I'm, I'm thinking if I fire it back up, chances are pretty good. I'm just going to start from scratch with the sister because I used uh, Alexios the first time. So I'll probably just use Cassandra and do it because it's just so fun. It's a beautiful I game. Heard and it's Cassandra fun. is the better option. I used uh, Alexios as well. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, but the last fight in the Atlantis quest against Medusa, holy crap, was she a pain in the butt. You just gotta use you just gotta use those pillars, man. Oh, I know, but she was yeah. still a pain. She's still a pain, yeah. yeah. But pain. pain well, because she you don't get a lot of time to hit her, and then when you are hitting her, you don't take that much damage. So that one actually felt more like a skulls type of a fight where I was like, all right, it's gotta stay safe and then get a couple hits yeah. in, and then it was just a long battle. Mm-hmm. It's all about patience. Anyway, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, and so the goal is, like I said, to finish off the coldest. I, I, I'm a level 50 or whatever tier one for the. Uh, what are those hitmen that come after you? So I'm oh. at the highest level there. Yeah. I, I knocked up. Uh, I got the reward for that. So I really Did you just do all the finish. arena stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. arena stuff was pretty fun too. Yeah. So and then. You know what I, I wanted to say about this before I move to the next game that I'm even more excited about uh, is I'm really shocked about like the little story experiences. And this is coming from a guy that you guys know I don't generally pay attention. I'm starting to pay attention a little bit more. So I think this is me settling back down, becoming yeah. Derek again. And I am starting to pay attention to stories and having more patience with video games and stuff like that. But there's some side quests that, and even main quests where I'm like, hey, story. and some of the little plot twists and the little backstabbing on it, so pretty, pretty darn good in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like I, I did one mission where you uh, you help out this girl. I ended up hooking up with her, and then she tries to kill me. Yeah, and then it, all this stuff comes out, and I'm like, holy crap! Like yeah. that was great. I think they took some pages out of the Witcher playbook for some of that stuff. It's you like, whoa, this is pretty in depth. Yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna say. I was mm-hmm. gonna say, if you, did you hook up with the old lady? I think I did. I did the not. Lady that was like super, uh, super Randy. Yeah, and I like her. Her husband's coming out of the corner. He's like an old man. He's like, dude. Uh, well, I, mean, I said no to her. I mean, yeah. I think I said no to her. Yeah, I said no to that. I, me- I do remember that scenario, and I was like, ew, no. <laughs> well, I, ch- I chose the sister, so I banged the old lady. There you uh, go. Fair. 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 Yeah, yeah. Great. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So, I'm enjoying that. I think I'll keep yeah. playing that. Uh, I'm sure once Resident Evil 3 drops and all that stuff. Let I, me ask I, you something real quick. Do you think it was an improvement over Origins, or do you still prefer, prefer Origins? I enjoyed Origins more. I really did. But again, keep in mind... I was it setting? Yeah. Well, what I'm going to say is I feel like uh, it's more because I played Origins before the downfall of Derek. I, I played Odyssey six months after I started falling apart. So I think it was harder for me to engage in such a long game. Now that I'm feeling a little bit more normal, and that was actually... It's funny that you asked that because as I was playing Odyssey, I was like... 
do you think you – I was asking this myself. Do you think you're a little too hard on this game because of what you're going through and now you're enjoying it for what it really is? So I still think it's on par with Origins. I personally enjoyed Origins more, but, again, I, I really do think it was just what I was going through. The other game I wanted to talk about is – from the greatest Star Wars franchise of all. Before you get to that, the reason I asked you about Origins, before you make me mute everybody. Yeah, brother. Um, I want to. The reason I asked you about Origins is because I liked Odyssey a lot more. I have to admit, some of it is the setting. As much as I liked Ancient Egypt, I really like the whole Ancient Greece setting. I just really love the mythology approach. Love all that stuff. So I prefer the setting. I also thought the gameplay was vastly improved and the story was much more interesting. That being said, let's just say Ubisoft does what everyone has been hearing about, and they have this big Viking, kind of old-time Viking game of some sort, right, up in the Scandinavian countries, and it could be really cool. If that's what's released, this let's say this fall, or maybe it's next year. Um, does that at all, I mean, as you're playing Odyssey, does that at all get you more hyped for what they're doing next? Because as I think about Odyssey, what I thought was a huge step up from Origins, I'm like, dude, what are they going to do with, let's just say it's called Ragnarok, or whatever they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that, man. Like, I am pumped for what they do next. Especially next gen. Yeah. Do you think they'll uh, use, like, like for instance, think about, like, God of War. Mm-hmm. Yes, he uses, like, me- melee combat, but he also has, like, special abilities and stuff like that that are fictional. Do you think that they would go in that route where they're like, hey, well, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed are, games are not, like, Sims, they're still grounded in They're some more realistic of reality. Yeah. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if they would push the boundaries and go, you know what, we're going full on fantasy. We're going to have you upgrade your character where they can do things that you've never been able to do in Assassin's Creed. I think it'll I think it'll stay in the Odyssey realm where the stuff you can do is still pretty superhuman like with the spear and all that kind of like his his attacks are still pretty crazy the stuff he can do. But I think they'll keep it relatively grounded compared to something like God it wouldn't make sense in sort of the timeline of everything for suddenly this person to have like fantastical powers but then like when whatever the next actual game is chronologically for them to yeah. just be normal so yeah. sure. i'm yeah. curious i don't think they'll go that far um i do think they'll do some creative things i mean they've never really been i think all the assassin's creed games have focused more on speed smaller weapons you know katanas swords daggers uh, with some options for heavy weapons, but most of us usually go with the faster weapons. I think with the Viking setting, you're going to have a lot of axes and oh, yeah. hammers and heavier weapons. So I am curious to see what elements they add to the combat with Vikings because it's going to be forget, um, the pieces different. of Eden, though. Pieces of Eden do kind of make things a little fantastical sometimes. So oh, you're right. It depends, it depends on what kind of like piece of Eden they add in there. So yeah, that's true. Sort of add a little twist. but That could be the way they do it if they decide to make it more magic-y. So. Yeah. All right, Derek, I'm giving you uh, 60 seconds to talk about uh, Gay Mage or whatever what it's called. That? What was the name of the segment? Was it uh... Star Wars? Uh, I Dragon Age. So uh, I went back and I started uh, Dragon Age Origins. So that's the first Dragon Age game because uh, it's the origin story. Um, and I got to say, like, I obviously already liked Dragon Age games a lot. But now going back and this game is... <laughs> really dated by the way when it comes to gameplay graphics even when it launched i want to say it was 11 years ago uh it was an ugly game like yeah. the cutscenes were super cool like the intro the art style all that but then once you get in the game you're like oh 
<laughs> this is so gross. Even yeah. on PC, like even if you play it in native 4K on PC, it's not pretty. Hmm. Um, but anyways, playing it now and again, paying attention to the story because it's been over a decade since I've played this game. Uh, really paying attention to the story, I think a little bit more than my brain could fathom and understand back then because uh, I was a totally different gamer than I am now. I have to. I have a huge appreciation for this franchise. I was even telling Tim before we started recording. Clearly, whoever wrote Dragon Age Origins story and characters had had already read the Game of Thrones books, whatever they're called. I forgot what they're called, the but they had read whatever books had come out prior to them making this game because they borrow and take so many things. And so I actually think that's a cool thing because it's. You're playing a really, really good RPG game where you get to make the decisions and choices in a uh, in a Game of Thrones type style game where you can backstab people, where you can mistreat people, where people around you are backstabbing you, like you really don't trust anybody. Um, and and they hit you from the very get go. Like we were talking about how the original Ori Ori hit you with like an emotional punch right away this game like intros you you have like you know 10 minutes of like conversation and like a dumb little like fetch quest and then it hits you punches you right in the gut with like oh well this is how this game's gonna be it's gonna be real dirty and backstabbing and gross um but overall just a really good experience i'm enjoying going back i'm actually playing it on my 360 even though you can play it on the xbox one um because i have my 360 set up over by my work computer so whenever i'm having a little bit of downtime, I just jump on and play. But even when I'm not working, I find myself wanting to play Origins even more than Odyssey. And clearly I'm not playing Doom, and I have not beaten Doom. Um, it's not because I don't like Doom. It's just, like I said in, in the show, I'm really into RPG games. I'm really yeah. enjoying the story aspects. I am yep. paying attention. I'm actually listening to what everybody's saying. And then taking the knowledge, because I do remember things as I go through the game. And I'm like, oh, I remember this character's an a-hole. Or I remember this character's going to backstab you. So I'm talking to him with that foreknowledge. So I respond to him in certain ways that maybe I wouldn't have done when I when I was doing my first playthrough. Nice. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, really good game. I, I expect that even with all these major launches, just like I got hooked to Inquisitions, I think I'm going to get hooked to this You'll and I'm going to finish it. it. Well, it, honestly, it's funny you mentioned that because you talking about Odyssey makes me go, you know what? Maybe I just want to fire up Odyssey and just have that be my main game until Final Fantasy VII comes out. I don't know. We'll see. Now that I I'll finished it for Doom later, but yeah. the game I really wanted to beat was Ori. Yeah. And then the other game I actually care about more than Doom is Neo, which again I didn't talk about it. But Neo, I'm kind of doing more of a co-op experience, so it's more of when I'm just in a mood to play a neo style game i'm not like i gotta beat this game like yeah. i'm just enjoying it like a, yeah. a game that i shouldn't and that's the way to do it with those games because if you just are like i need to progress i need to move ahead then you're gonna be frustrated yeah. if you're if you're just playing it more for the fun of it and the battling is fun and yeah then it's gonna be a lot more enjoyable i will say this it's funny you mentioned your 360 i keep my xbox 360 hooked up as well i keep it hooked up for one reason and one reason only. NCAA football. NCAA football 14. It's the only you way. You know what's funny is that's the reason my Xbox was brought out. Because I actually had this packed away, um, my Xbox 360. And then when we moved in, 
Ian was, that's my middle child. He was setting up his room and he's like, dad, I really want, I want that NCAA football game in my room. He's like, what system is that on? I was like, well, that's on the Xbox 360. You got to pull it out of the box. So he did that and he started playing NCAA football. And then he wanted to get back into Fortnite. He's been getting back into gaming too. And so, and same with Eli. Eli's been gaming a lot too. Um, But so once he started playing Fortnite again, I just went in this room and I was like, you know what? I'm itching to play some old Mortal Kombat games and just let me see what I have in my 360. And then that's when I saw Dragon Age and I was like, spooted it up. And I honestly expected I would play for like 20 or 30 minutes and be like, nope, no. I feel like I'm playing Inquisition. You got you hooked in. Hooked and I'm like, I want this. I want that. It's it's interesting you mentioned your kids getting back into gaming. I I don't like Fortnite. I've tried it a few times just to see what all the fuss is about. We've talked about this before. It's not a game for me. Totally fine. I understand why people like it. I get it. Um, but all of my boys right now are super into it and they're yeah, all, and they're all playing together and talking about it while they play and they're laughing their heads <laughs> off or arguing their heads off, like whatever it is. I kind of love it. Like hearing from the other room as they're all in a combination of switches and Xbox one S and Xbox one X. And so they're all playing different systems together. One of the kids uses my stuff and whatever. And I kind of think it's awesome. It takes me back to memories of playing with my brother and my cousins and my friends when I was younger. And so if that's the game that they're going to look back on, like, oh, remember playing Fortnite together, like all day when we were all stuck at home during that weird virus thing. So I think it's kind of cool. I'm down with them all being into it a little bit. And I've been a little more, I've been a little less stingy if they come to me like, hey, dad, can I have a few dollars for these V-Bucks for this thing? Usually I'm like, that's garbage. Why do you need that? That's stupid. Why would you pay for that? But I've been a little less, uh, a little less stingy about that because they're having fun. Go away. You're like, all right, well, yeah. play. <laughs> play. I don't, I don't mind putting some money into free-to-play games because um, mm-hmm. they're having so much fun with it, but um, yeah. it does get a little ridiculous after a while. I was like, you don't, you don't need that. You've got, you've spent. Oh, Eli probably put two, three hundred dollars into that game. Yeah. And I did, I didn't fund most of it. Um, it smart. was gift cards and stuff like that, but it was also his mom like he would just walk around and be like i really want a ten dollar skin oh, she'd be like all right yeah ten dollar skin oh, not a pack boy. of things a ten dollar skin i know man yeah. Yeah. well usually that's the main thing in the pack they want to buy it's usually Are for a skin and then they might get one or two other things but hold on eli wants to be on our show what do you want boy <laughs> okay go away <laughs> no, what do you, what do you want boy hold on kratos go get in the truck Grab the switch. Get in the truck. All right. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you guys for taking time to chat, to catch up. It's good talking to you. Stay safe and healthy and all that good stuff. Wash your hands, your face. Wa- wash your hands. That's right. Testies. Wash, your, wash it Tim. off. Dragon Age Inquisition during your downtime. What's that? Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I hear you. I might do that. So good idea. Here, good here's suggestion. the thing. Der- Derek, you're in on this, right? So we're not going to stop talking about Dragon Age at all until you play one in full because yeah, if you think I'm done after Origins, which is, by the way, 40-plus-hour game, I'm going to Dragon Age 2, so this is going to Which is the worst one, but that's fine. It's All right, right. I'm, I'm stopping the recording now. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero.
finishing this fight.